It's very, it's very hard for someone to coming in now because it's a, it's a hemshich. It's a continuation of what we've been learning. A, um, a healthy, a healthy but real approach to the avoid of years ha'inish. The avoid of years ha'inish. That avoid of years ha'inish. But I'm not going to start going over everything we're talking about. The avoid of years ha'inish, which is the most basic of all of our avoiders because as we've been learning at length there's no other there's no other part of our avoider that speaks as directly to the guth as Yira Sayanish. Remember that higher levels of Yira, higher levels of Yira, Yira Sayyarimus, the greatness of Hashem, the Khulvakul, all those high years are covered, all of those madragas are more edel, are more spiritual, and are speaking more to the neshama. And lechatchil would be wonderful if we would always be living in such a way that we're in touch with our neshamas, so we wouldn't have to resort to yirasa'inish. Just like it would be wonderful for every parent to be able to, to be able to, for every parent to, to. Um, command a certain kind of respect in the home that the children would have that type of years of covenant that a parent would never have to resort to any other means of of uh, uh, motivating a child by years of with punishments and so on but what we've been learning the past few weeks based upon based upon the type of, of the great Meshgir of Chaska Levenstein is that the Iker of years of is that it should always be together with the Varnishlam not just that a person is going to that there are consequences to to a person's failure to behave properly in this world that there are consequences as if there's God forbid some sort of a place that exists without God and that there's a thing called Gehenna and after you're finished in this world they take you and they dump you in this place and they and they beat you and they torture you in this place <laughs> that type of that that picture of Yerushalayim doesn't bring anybody closer to Hashem's Baruch it drives people further and further away into a place of Yerush, of giving up the avoid of Yerushalayim is an avoid with the, with, together with the tefillah, together with constant tefillah davening who created who created Gehenna you did and why did you create such a place not that you want me to go there not that you want me to suffer but that you want me that I should that I should keep I should keep my, uh, the, uh, mitzvahs and I shouldn't do aveus that's the verse that's what you created and and a person's entire way of thinking about Einish punishment is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. who's the one that gives the patch who's the one that cleans or peels away the layers of tumma of impurity that, that I've covered myself with in my life only a Baruch only you so when a person lives with that tefillah to try to understand that and that a person should feel a pacha because he knows that it's not because some there's some terrible mitzis of, uh, of Gehenna that I'm going to be subjected to but I'm going to have to face you and, and, and everything that you, you created the, the whole Midas Adnin and the whole Midas of Gehenna is only that I should be able to be closer to you because you love me you want to be in the care of me that I shouldn't God forbid be nichshel in those things I shouldn't fail in those things that would drive me further and further away from you 
it's a person who lives with a year signage. In this parak Yudzayim, which we'll just, we'll just be able to start with, to, to get started a little bit, we'll continue with Hashem in August. Darche king in year signage. How to acquire, in a very practical way, how to acquire this mida of year signage. That mida that will help us no matter what we're going through in life, no matter what you read is, whatever a person is going through, he's able to strengthen himself with at least, at least, with the year sainish to remember that he has to answer to Hashem Baruch that there are consequences to the things that a person does in this world and the next world, and that brings us to this parrot. as we'll see. Kafisha Biyanu Kuf Samachtas. There is difficulty acquiring As we learned, because if a person is afraid of this thing that's called Gehenim, we never, none of us ever saw Gehenim. We don't know what that is. It's not something which is physical. It's after this world. We don't know what that is. After our lives, we don't know what it is. It's something which is shy after the neshama. It's not a davar gashmi. And because of that, Mimela have sharus ayechida lahasig zayis iman neshama v'leimaguf. The only way that a person can be masig, the only way that a person can uh, can be masig that which is not physical is by tapping into something which is spiritual. And our generation, we ourselves are very weak with this. In other words, since the since Gehenim is something that exists in the spiritual realm, unless a person is spiritual, it has very little bearing upon his life. It doesn't really mean anything to him. If, you, if, if someone, so there's no reason to be even insulted if somebody tells you to go to that place, right? That's, if someone tells you to go this, you say, I, I, I don't know what it is. It doesn't bother me what you're telling me because I don't know. It's like the same thing if you tell me I should go to Taiwan. I was never in Taiwan. The only thing I might be insulted is I know that you feel it's a very bad place. If you're saying you'd like me to go to a bad place. So instead of telling me to go to Gehenna, but people say that Russian, instead of they say it in a prostitute way to go to such a, to go to Gehenna, instead of telling me that, why don't you tell me something different? Why don't you tell me to go to Midtown Manhattan? Because that I understand. I've been to Midtown Manhattan. I know that that's a Gehenna. <laughs> but you tell me to go to this thing called Gehenna. I don't know what that means, Gehenna. My Neshama knows there's such a thing called Gehenna. My Guf doesn't know that. My Guf understands that there's a, Gehenna, that there's a place in Midtown Manhattan. And my Guf understands, if you tell me to go to him, it means to go to something that's the most unpleasant place that I could imagine that I could be in. That's the most unpleasant place. So the Guf understands that. Gehenna, what really, Gehenna really is the Neshama that's Neshama Shprach, that's language of the Neshama we don't understand that unless a person is very attuned to the sound of the Neshama he's not afraid of something that's, that he never saw with his eyes there are people that their whole lives they only see with their eyes Everything they, the only thing they understand is what they see with their eyes like the Goyim say what you see is what you get they only see with their eyes they don't see with the Neshama the Chazal say that the Neshama is Royeve is, is and nearest, that the Neshama sees but is not seen. But a person who doesn't, there are people, most of the, of the people in the world, they don't look with their Neshama, they only look with their Guf. Therefore, we learned that to speak of Gehenim to a person who doesn't look at, at the world with, with eyes of Adam Haba, with eyes of anything that's beyond the physical world, 
So the, these divurim of Gehenimur doesn't doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. But even such a person understands a, a, a more um, a more guf a more guf oriented type of language, which which we'll talk about in a second. Right? The goof doesn't feel. You, you, you go to the doctor, and the doctor tells you. But you're, you know, you're a young person. You, the doctor tells you that you have to be careful with certain things that you're eating. You know that uh, it's not good for you. But a person goes like that, and then until it starts to until it starts to have an an effect upon his life. You see people when they're 40, 50 years old, 55, 60 years old, and all of the things that they were. All the things that they were eating and doing when they were younger are now catching up. So what is he a shaita? You, you think that so every person thinks that I'm going to be potter? In other words, if I spend my if I spend all if I spend 45 years eating onion rings and French fries, so I'm going to be potter. In other words, you got it. You have a special tour. Everybody else in the world has all kinds of service, but you're going to have a tour. You're going to have a tour. You're, you're not going to be exempt. The terence is. That in order to hear something when you don't see it and you don't feel it, you have to be a rochnistic mensch. You have to be a little bit of a spiritual person. So when you're 24 years old and the doctor tells you, "Be careful what you eat," it's a rochnistic effort. You understand? It's a tyra. It's a tyra. So if someone says, like the rabbi gets up and says, a "Nice drosh." It's a drosh. Okay, It's a nice tyra. So the doctor tells you, you know, be careful. You're eating the wrong things. It's gonna, there's gonna have a big effect on your life. You want to be around with your children. You want to. So you think he's my children? I have a, a three-year-old kid. Not going to be around. What about him? What's he getting me scared? I'm not going to be around. No, no, no. But you want to enjoy. That's a very rochnistic avar. It's a rochnistic avar because right now you feel that you're, you're at the height of your kaiches. Ah, you know, there's somebody down the block who's 24 years old in Lawleno, had just just was diagnosed with with uh, with colon cancer. God forbid. No. It happens, such a thing. It doesn't happen to most people. It doesn't. So when someone talks to you about to, about how to live and how to be careful, so they're talking to Eruchnius. Even though they're talking about the body, and the guy can pull down some kind of diagram and shows you what happens if you smoke, or you drink, or you eat bad stuff, and he shows you this is a guy that this is a guy that smokes. And he says, oh, and this is a guy that doesn't smoke. Oh, there's a big nafkim in between two pictures. But right now, I'm young and I'm strong and I'm healthy. <coughs> So the person doesn't to hear something that's not nagaya to me right now in my life that require that already is a ruchnistika thing. Obviously, it's a very dim level of ruchnis because it's really gashmis. But for you at that time in your life, what are you talking to me about? I'm going to be 45. I'm going to be 50 years old. What am I? Uh, you know. And then the guy starts to say silly things like, you know, you never know what's going to be anyway. And by then they'll have a cure for that. And and uh, anyway. Uh, when I feel like it, I could I could change my diet because I'm in control of my life. And I could stop the drinking, I could stop the smoking, I could stop the fressing. That's already a ruchnistic thing. It's a ruchnistic thing. But like we learned last week, if if somebody if somebody would tell that same person, you know, that's about to take a, an Advil, if he says, you know, that's not an Advil. Take a look. Take a closer look. That's cyanide. If you have that, if you take that pill, you're gonna you're gonna die. In, in ten seconds, you're gonna die. So then he doesn't say, wait, you know, it's not, it's not, it's a lot of people don't die. And I have, and, I, and, uh, and um, I could always, I could always uh, have a refuah, even if I get sick, somebody could help. Because that's, that's, now we're talking about something else. Because now we're talking about yesurim that are very real and concrete. 
which means pain or death if you if you do this. So the problem is, how do you affect or how do you influence people who are very magushim or very physical? What language do you speak to them? Talking about Ganeid and Gehenim, I never saw Ganeid and never saw Gehenna. I never saw it. So you're saying I should believe there's a Gehenna. I also believe I believe in everything it says in the Torah. It doesn't mean that I keep it. Right? So then then the fact that a person the fact that a person knows there's such a thing that's called Gehenna since Safkasot that requires an, a, a, an investment of Ruchnius to believe in that, that, that doesn't necessarily influence you. It doesn't have to change you. That there's a Gehenna. I'll worry about it when I get there. So, so what's the Eitzah? How do we develop a most, the most basic Yerushalayim? The Hezbollahness of, of Yerusha'inish cannot only be a Hezbollahness of Gehenna. Because as I said, as he said, that we're far from, we don't understand that. Again, you can't start the Sefer with this parak, and he doesn't. And, and that's why I'm nervous and someone wasn't here to talk about these Nyanam of Yerusha'inish. For the Chavah that's been here from the, from the beginning, it's, uh, but if you come now, it's hard to talk about Yerusha'inish in the middle. The whole safe is built on Ahava, but, but Yerusha'inish is what keeps us as Jews when the Ahava is not working. We have to have Yerusha'inish. So what the Tzaddik explains over here is that you can't rely on thinking about the Yisurim, the punishments or the suffering beyond life, after life. Because that requires a certain Madrega Vamuna and Ruchnius. When it comes to Yerusha'inish, a person has to be mitzayat siyurim of suffering and of pain, not in Olam Haba, which I never met, but in Olam Haza, of this world. Because the body understands it also. If I sit on the oven, it's going to burn. Because the eye can see this and the ear is able to hear it. When you see people who are sick, or other suffering in the world. If this person is suffering, we don't know what the the dimensional has of Milamal. It could be a very fine person and there's all kinds of Cheshbainis. It could be something that he did wrong in an earlier Gilgal and he's very good now. But there's a klal. There's no suffering unless a person deserves suffering. Unless there's something wrong. It might not be in this Gilgal, it could be from an earlier Gilgal, and to you this person is, looks perfect and he might be great. We already learned earlier that his brainless looking deeply and thinking about something requires kriyashabiyamus that there should be a set time during the day to think about these things in a state of Menuchas and Nefesh, to speak first to himself, right? We learned all about these techniques, about first you speak to yourself, and afterwards, Adam 
a person could be sitting by something. And he says this. I see an object over here. It doesn't belong to me. There's nobody watching me. I could stretch out my hand and I could take this object. Nobody sees me. So why am I not doing this? I could really use this thing that's sitting here. I would really enjoy it. So why? How come I'm not taking it? The reason that, I, that I, I'm not taking it is because of Baruch Hu. The Kaddish Baruch Hu said, He told me not to steal. That's a very good, true, that's a true and good point. And in your mind, in your brain, you know that that's true. That the Baruch Hu told me not to steal. So I can't steal this. Now, even though your brain is telling you not to not to steal that, and you know that there's Nisav every Jew that's ever been on the cover of the newspaper, this hand over his face as the goyim uh, delight in writing about how the Orthodox Jew or the Rabbi uh, was just you know it was just taken away you know on, uh, on four thousand violations of something or other, you know. So he asked him, what's the matter with you? You're not a mom and a father, mom. I went to the mikvah this morning. You didn't daven? I thought, of course I daven. So he knows that there's an isav leisigzo. The problem is, that the fact that he knows that, doesn't mean that he feels inside of him. Like that, like that time that I told you earlier, that there was somebody that was waiting, there were people waiting in line by the Kotzke to speak to the Rebbe, and, and there was a guy, they ran in, some guy that was online, some uh, whatever he was, there, he he grabbed he grabbed the leichter, he grabbed the silver candlesticks, the rabbits and candle, the rabbits candlesticks. He was a ganav, he was online like everybody else did, but he was looking for stuff to, to steal, and he grabbed the candlesticks. This year he grabbed the candlesticks and he ran out. So the shamas runs into the rabbi, and and and, and he says, rabbi, rabbi, there was a yid over here that just stole the candlesticks. So the Kotsky said, it's not possible. So the Shabbos said, not possible. He, he's, he's still running with the candlesticks. So the Kotsky said, how could it be? It says in the Torah, how could it be that you would steal to kill him? And he says, listen, so we look at that and, we, and you feel like really bad for the Kotsky, right? You want to put, so look, Rabbi, I hate to tell you, you know, not everybody's like you, you know, and there are people that do steal. The Shabbos said that after the Rabbi said that to him, he said that for the rest of his life, when he heard about a Jew that stole something, he would become physically ill and he would have to throw up. Because he heard once from the Kotzke, that when the Kotzke said it was such a, a pashtas, the Kotzke said, how could a Jew steal? It says, Lois Sigzal. Lois Sigzal doesn't mean like the way you and I hear it, where Hashem's brother is saying, please don't steal. Well, do me a toive, don't steal. Or it's bad for you to steal. Lois Sigzal. The Kotzke heard Lois Sigzal means you can't steal. It's not possible. A person can make a mistake. So the Kotzke would say that Yid probably made a mistake. And maybe that Yid thinks that when a person is so poor and so tzibrochen that the Bereshim allows you to help yourself, you know? But it can't be that he would not steal. It says in the Chumash, And the Shaman said that whenever he heard of a Jew stealing, it made him sick. Because he, he heard from the Kotzke such words, Leisigzal, it can't be. Leisigzal. So in your mind, you might know that you, in a night, you know there's an Issa of Gzela. 
So in your mind, you know, you're not allowed to steal. But the emphasis is that that you don't feel that. You you don't feel that. You feel that maybe if there'd be a big enough taiva and you'd be in a bad enough matzav with money and nobody would catch you and there's no cameras, nobody would know either there's a burning shalom, but you still feel that maybe maybe you would you would help yourself. And if not to if not to that kind of stealing, because it's very trust to just take somebody's things, then then filling out papers and forms and writing things, you know, with the government. Different types of gazelas, gazelakum. Not just gazelakum, all kinds of gazelas that Nebuch people are people are shaman mitzvahs are also not got to be the same way, but there are people who are seeking all kinds of gazelas. Because you don't feel it. You don't feel it. Like someone, someone, when I was, uh, you know, you could remember every every stupid joke you ever heard, but you can't remember yesterday's, you know, Rashi. You know what I'm saying? But I remember years and years ago, someone told me a very, a very crass the way that he said it. But I'm not going to say it that way. But you remember, you know, I remember that there was a. They say how to say this in a way that's not, you know. But there was a, there was a. a, a, a there was a, a woman that wasn't a proper woman that she went and she uh, and she and she said to this guy uh, she said to this guy to do an, uh, no fakir there was a guy that was there was a guy that was talking to a girl and the guy said to the girl that he wanted to do an avayr and the girl says absolutely not so the guy said I'll give you a hundred dollars to do an avayr so the girl says absolutely she was very insulted. Then he said, I'll give you a thousand dollars to do this over So now she hesitated. This already she hesitated. I said, How much? A thousand dollars. So she said she stopped and she said, What do you think I am? So the man said, We already, I already know what you are, we're just discussing the price. <laughs> it's a big Musahan skill. I already know what you are, it's just a question of price. So lay signal, don't steal. No. So to take, you're not going to take this guy's iPod, or whatever the tape recorder. You're not going to. What are you? A ganav? I'm a ganav. You're not going to take. You're not going to take the guy. Leaves his wallet. You're going to be the first one to take his shul. Your uncle, your uncle, you left your wallet. Yeah. But maybe to steal a client from another person. You know, there's all kinds of different hamsaot. There's a way to steal from somebody else. There are different ways to steal. Not a prostate gazelle, because that's not for you. That's a, more of a more of a lumbish gazelle. You know what I'm saying? A lumbish gazelle, but a different kind of a svar, a chashev gazelle. Okay, so it means it means you know that it's less gazelle. It's not a shaila. It's not it's not a machlekes a poskim whether or not this is gazelle. It's, it's gazelle. So it's not taking It's like at the beginning of Sanhedrin Rashi brings down. See, it's not. It's not you know, by gzeilas and chavolas. It's not mamish gzeilas in the way that you think gzeilas because that's how a guy steals or that's how somebody else steals. You don't you don't feel the issue of gzeilas. So then the sultan says, "We already know who you are. We're just discussing the price. You're a ganav. It's just you haven't yet had the opportunity to steal something really gishmak. So you're not going to you're not going to go against the Torah for a, a tape recorder." Or for a couple of dollars, but maybe for uh, maybe for something much bigger than that, you would, because you don't feel the isekzayim. So he says, "All of witnesses here are 
In order, therefore, unless a person feels mamish to his to the core of his being, like the Kotzka said, loy sigzal, loy sigzal. There's no such thing that a yid should steal, which means every level of gzela, loy sigzal. If you don't feel that, then it's a matter of time till something comes up where where you're tempted. So then what's going to prevent that from happening? Because then you'll then you then you'll begin you, then all that you know about Los Sigzal is not going to help you because your taiva is playing tricks, is playing games. So then what? There has to be a, a, a sense of there being consequences. In other words, I'm not going to get away with this. I'm not going to get away with this. Shiha year absurdo, which is next page. I simple year. I'm not going to get away with this. So this guy continues and he goes on and continues to say to himself. He says this guy. He says to himself, "My yikrim came edash. Are you sure this yad yamin shali? If ekar chasachev it's blay rishus bailo. What's going to happen to me if I reach out my right hand and I take this and I take this uh, object without asking the guy and as I steal it?" Oh, I borrow it without asking him, right? I'm not talking about a pair of tilm. However, I listen the rice shall gas. Now, what will happen to me if I take this thing right now? I really like this thing. If I take this thing, then I'm going to be Ivan is the rice of gas. Right? It's this is the rice of gas. Of stealing. So what happens to a person that Hashem steals? This will sound very strange. There's a klal in Torah. So the way that it should be, and the way that really what, what, what the consequence of this is that now that I stretched out my hand and I took something that doesn't belong to me, what should happen is that this hand should pay the price. What should really happen immediately, of course the Bereshit made it in a way it has to upon him, which we'll talk about in a second. What should happen is that immediately I would feel my, my hand getting uh, weak or getting sick. She gets her eyes. She gets sick. Really? Really? If the Bereshit would behave with us in the Midas did, the hand would fall off. The second you grab the other guy's machine, the hand, you to steal, the hand should fall off. That's really what should happen. And a person should feel that that this taka pachet, I'm using my hand to take something that doesn't belong to me. Uh-uh. My hand should fall off. I'm using my eyes to look at something I shouldn't look at. My eye, man, my eye should, should, should pop out of my head. Like we say in the Tfilazaka, the full Kamlidra. The Tfilazaka, the Chayodim of the Tfilazaka. That version, you gave me my eyes that I should study Torah with my eyes, and instead I used my eyes to look at the Ramasur. You gave me my hands in order that I should be able to give tzedakah and to, and to, and to perform mitzvahs, and I used my hands to gzalus. So really, that is that, that that the person should feel that if I steal, my hand is going to fall off. Depending upon the seriousness of the faith. Really? This is how a person should think not that far not that in Gehanim, some spiritual thing called Gehanim. Because we're, we're we're very far from that. That's the language of the Nishama. Gehanim 
I mean, we try to think that there is an Indian after death, but it's, it's very far from us. No. If I steal, my hand's going to fall off. If I steal, my hand's going to get burned. It's going to get saras, whatever. And there are other things that the person can do to, to take care of this hand, to punish this hand. Now, obviously there's a very big problem with that. The Kudazuhi Yachas is Kala. This sounds like it's relatively easy. Because suffering in this world, you don't, you don't need to be a Balruach, you don't need to be a Ruchnistic person to imagine suffering. We're surrounded with suffering. We see suffering everywhere we turn. All kinds of Yasurim, all kinds of Tsaras that people have. So we've seen people who are missing limbs. We've seen people who have hands that are, that are broken or that are, or, that are, or that are missing. We've all seen that. It's something which is obvious to the eye. So what is the problem with this with with thinking this way? The obvious problem is The obvious problem is that I see people stealing left and right. I see them stealing left and right. And then I see that they like you know that the guy gets up the bat and he's hitting them over the wall. There's nothing wrong with his hands, nothing wrong with his arms. This Ganav. See, telling me I should I should be afraid of the Yus, I should have your Yus from the Yusurim from suffering in this world. That means that if I steal, my hand is being put into danger, and a person is afraid that his hand. That's not Ruchnistic. That's afraid that his hand should become hurt, or he should lose the, the strength in his hand. He's afraid. The problem is that I, that I myself have many times in the past used my hands improperly. Nothing happened to them. I'm surrounded with people who are using their hands and their feet and their eyes, kaseda, against the will of Hashem. And you know what? Now there's nothing happened. I may see that I see like the, this is the way the mind works. The Yitzhar. I see that the from people have more problems with their limbs than the shy people. This is how the mind works. From people have. So w- w- what am I doing? So I'm going to stay away from the surveyor in order to preserve my hand. Well, I see that. <coughs> I remember we were, I was once with my father in the car and we were driving and next to us there was a guy that knocked into a knocked into a guy in the street and, and my, my father and I we went, Whoa, you know, you saw the guy was being was hit with the car the guy flew in the air it looked like a lot he got hit and he flew in the, in the air now you're going to know in a second that he wasn't the yid you'll know in a second what would a yid do under those circumstances? God forbid you get hit with a car. What's the first rule? Lawyer. Stay on the ground. Yes. <laughs> Don't get up. That's the first rule, right? You just stay there. You stay there with your eyes closed. That's the first rule. Right? Any yid, God forbid it happens, so you stay on the ground with your eyes closed. Right. With your, with your number of a lawyer. Right? This guy gets right up. <laughs> he, I'm telling you, I saw flight like in the air. And he bang on the ground, and the guy gets up like this, and, my, and we were we were watching this, my father and I. My father said, "How did Goyim do that?" <laughs> he said right away, "It's unbelievable." And my father was so impressed with that. Besides, he's a shaita or whatever. And my father said, "How does he have such courage, right, to get up like that?" And then, and I remember him saying, like he was upset, but then he cursed the guy like a little bit. He said some full little words, and then he just like kept on going. He just kept on going. If it was any one of us, 
it would be like it would be in traction for six months. But my father said that's the Bernish that made the world in such a way that you see that you can hit this guy with a truck and he gets up and, and if a Jew gets hit with a bicycle he's already you know he's finished. So how how the British will make the world? That's not our Indian. But my father's Nispal like how how come the Jews can't be like that? You know? So, so you see, a person can look around him and say, I don't know, I see I see Gnevis and Gazelas, I see people doing all kinds of affairs. The healthiest people in the world. And I see good people, you hear people talk this way, good people, I see that they have problems. So then the person says, What's the tachas of being good? Where did it get me? So this is the problem. When a person thinks of of your Zionist as something which is concrete and real, that you could feel it in this world, that you're afraid. Like every person's afraid to lose his hand. Every person's afraid to get burned. Every person's afraid to get hurt. Every person's afraid to get sick. And remember that we're talking about this, that we have to be very careful because the Bible doesn't want a person to live being afraid of of all the time of, of being of sickness and thinking like that in a very dark way. But Lamaisa, a person looks at, at around him. And, he, and, and the way that it seems to him is that is that I, well, I see Rishayim, plenty of, of very, very bad people. They're doing they're doing Averis, not just what they handle, every part of their bodies they're doing Averis. But by the way, I don't see that they're getting punished in this world. So the feeling that a person will get is that, so why shouldn't I do that? I'll get away with it also. I'll also get away with it. This is the chilek between, between an Oyvet Hashem, a Yerush Shemayim, and a person who's not a Yerush Shemayim. That thought, so I can also do that. So he says, Claim our Yisurim shall the Makavel by the Mazer. Ainim Behechra Kala Yisurim Shemagim Lai. Obviously, we know that according to the Torah, that, that not everybody suffers in this world for all the Averis that he did. Sometimes it's really bad. The Averis are really bad. And there's a cheshman that the Baruch Shalom has of Mishalim Ish that the Baruch Shalom will pay the person but he doesn't pay him back now he, he gets him later. Not, a person does not receive does not suffer necessarily for their various we see this, doesn't suffer their various in Eilam Hazeh. Nimsa Shagira Shinitam Liknais Ayadeh Zbrenis B'Yisur HaElam Zeh Yira Chalkis Bilvat The problem is that trying to acquire fear of punishment, using fear of retribution in the physical world, it's only a partial solution because there's always that little Yetzar inside that says, a lot of bad people get away with much worse stuff than I do. And I don't see anybody's hands falling off and I don't see people getting so sick. So, stop, I can get away with it. So that's not really the, the solution. Because obviously, if the Rishayim are getting away with murder, not much with murder, if the Rishayim are getting away with these things, obviously that's not, this world is not the main place where a person is punished. Because how come the Rishayim are getting away with this stuff? Obviously, this guy's a big Russia. He's not a Russia there, Rabbani. You understand? He's a Russia there, Raisa, Mahabim, and Mahabim. There's no Shaila. There's no Shaila. There's no Shaila at all that he's a Russia. I remember, you know, the feeling that maybe some of you have had this, this feeling like it's happened time to time in life that you're someplace and you see like a big, there's a, 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 a big anti-Semite, a real anti-Semite, not with a suffix of an anti-Semite, but a real anti-Semite. Remember where I used to teach next door, so when we would get, uh, every now and then we would get paid, 
So we go, so we go to the bank, and it was a, a, and it was always my mother. I got this teller, you know. I always got to this, this lady, and everybody that would come online, that would come to her, she was always saying, "How are you? It's so nice to see you. Have a nice weekend," you know, because it was usually Friday. Every time that I went there, and it wasn't just me, the, my other buddies from the yeshiva. Every time I went there, she would go, "What do you want?" <laughs> It, was, it wasn't like a little bit, you know. It was, what do you want? So I remember, like, you know, you have these mashavas. What do I want? I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> I, I want that, you, that, that your tongue should fall out of your mouth. You're talking to the Jew. You, you don't know what it, it means to have their hearts for you. That your tongue should fall out from your mouth and should come and, 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 and the Malcham mother should swallow you up. That's what I want. But I, I end up just saying, I just, want to, I just want to deposit this check. But I, but you think like a machshava, that what do you think you are? You think this world belongs to you? you, you what do you think you are? And then and then you know you walk away feeling like like you know how come a rishon show a little bit just a little bit give a taste a little bit and the common no a little bit because the rishon what is it? it's hard for you to give a little bit just like this for this for this one teller just go like this. And then I shall fly against the wall, and 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 and, and, and all of us from the yeshiva will be standing there and saying, just looking at us, you see, you mess around with you, this is what happens to you. But it doesn't go that way, no, it doesn't go that way. You know that you believe that something that the person is going to have to pay at some point, but since we don't see it in front of our eyes, it's not a, it's not something which which necessarily is going to motivate you from from. To have your Sainish, you know, not to not to be over on an Avayr. Because the Svar the Yetzar will say, No, no. You did this Avayr before nothing happened to you, and you'll do it Avayr again. Maybe you won't do it in the future, but right now you feel like doing it. So, obviously, he's saying, This type of year, which you're to try to be kind of year by looking at the suffering of this world, it's only a year of Chalkis Bavad. It's a partial type of a year. It really can't be the complete thing. Because let's face it, in this world, the full, the full punishment of anything in this world is not revealed. It's not revealed in this world. The punishment for an aver, for hate, for a sin, that punishment is not really the main place of that punishment is not in this world. You can't see it with your eyes. So once again, we're back to the to the problem that you still have to be something of a ruchniyistic person, and that's the truth. Lamaisi, you can't have your sinus if there isn't a part of you that, that imagines and that dreams and that thinks and understands and, and is misbeining in something beyond reality. So he continues to generally, generally speaking, there are two ways to be kind of this year. The first way is with davening. But there was the with the koyach of imagination. Koyach hatsiyah. Koyach hatsiyah be'etzamakoyach she'estamshu The Bali Hamusa were very much into that, using the koyach hatsiyah. When you see the writings of Bishal Salanti, he brings in a second, and from the and from Bitzel Petterberger and the other Bali Hamusa, they were very strong in in trying to picture and imagine. In other words, my hand, I'm not going to, that my hand is going to be, even if I don't feel my hand is being removed when I steal, but my hand is being cut off. And to try to be mitzayu in one's mind, the amputation of the hand that steals. 
and to know that in some on some level my hand is 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 missing now because I stole. <coughs> but that's not misgalim. That's not misgalim until until a person's 120 comes to the next world and he sees that his hand's missing. Then he asks, "I'm going to find what happened to my hand." They tell him for the last 70 years he didn't have a hand. So what do you have a hand for the last 70 years? For the last 70 years, you know, I'm playing poker for the last 70 years. So I mean, I don't have a hand for the last 70 years. So, so they said, no, you don't. It looked to you like you have a hand. But you don't really have a hand. So the Bala Musa were metzayat, so you were in their minds like this. And that's how they learned, that's how they did it. As we learn, most of the, most people can't, can't be so strong in the Kaya Hatsiyah. There are unique people who have such a strong Of course, we know many stories like this from Salanta. What did Rabbi Salanta do? Rabbi Salanta used to actually go from time to time, and he would go over to a fire, or to a candle, and he put his finger in, and take his finger out. He would do that physically. Not to think, he would go and put his finger, put it in, and he'd take his finger out. Claimer, who established the Nakudis Hagashmias, in order to use this Nakud, he knows, Rabbi Sassalam thinks that, gosh, that, that Gehanim is a fire, a physical fire, he knows it's not. But since Chazal used the Tzir of fire, right, when they described Gehanim, Chazal used that, the Esh Shal Gehanim, since Chazal used that Tzir, so we saw so wanted in order to strengthen the tzir that Chazal wanted us to have. So he would go sometimes and put his and, and, and put his, his his finger in the fire. Which tamish ben the kudus hagashim is ketzir lahav shotes shaladvam haruchni lahavin lahaskel sheish haganem serefes. It was to feel that there's such a thing as a fire that burns. The fire of Gehenim is something else. But, the, but Chazal described Gehenim in such a way as a fire. It means, at least, at least, let me have a hergish. Let me feel a, 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 an ace serephus in this world. By the Rebbe Elamalach, some of you know, that he was once sitting with, with a chassidim. And, um, and the Rebbe Elamalach had Agnes Nefesh. Because he remembered that when he was nursing, one time when he was nursing from his mother, the mother was pulling away the milk, and then he gave he he, he slapped his mother, not in the face. He slapped her in that place. He wanted more milk. He remembered there's a baby, and the Rebbe had a terrible He was talking about this. He started to cry. That I can't believe that I hit my mother. I can't believe I hit my mother. He just remembered this that he had hit his mother when he was nursing. So they were sitting a bit kerosene fire, in the table in front of the Nemelamach, and he was like in a trance, and he went and he put his hand into the into the fire. And everybody started to scream, and they, they, they screamed, they tried to pull him away, they couldn't pull his hand out, until finally they knocked the thing out over, and, they, and everybody was crying, the normal mouse hand was all, was all burned. He had his hand in the fire, and the kerosene was burned. And, and, they didn't, and he was still in this, like, in this, the vacas, and, and his hand, and everybody was screaming to go find a doctor, go to the doctor, to get some, whatever, to put on his hand, something. And then, and then all of a sudden, there was a lot of noise, and the normal snapped out of it and he looked at him and he said what is it what is it and he looked at his hand and he said Boy, my left hand is burned he said about himself my left hand is burned and then he put his hand into his coat like this this was seen by a lot of people he put his hand into his coat and he took his hand out and it was totally fine he continued you know saying tired 
Yes, he took his hand out from his coat. It was all healed. This is a vayda that Sadiqim had. That we're not masking this, and we're not on a level like that. We're not allowed to play with fire, right? That's not our inyan. But you see that the Sadiqim had, especially the Bali Musa, that they had such an avayda. Gehenim is a place which is an aseref, is something spiritual. But the but the tzaddikim may be so to put his finger in, to feel, to feel that we're not. We, see these things were so far from any serum of pain because nowadays, now any pain that a person has, you already you know it's it's profound. You give a person pain, that person should feel any pain. Everything that we do in our life, and now is just to avoid forget about pain. There shouldn't be any discomfort. If this air condition would go off, we wouldn't have been sitting here for the whole shiva. It would have gone off 45 minutes ago. We would, we would have to go looking at this floor and that floor, right? And then there, we would have to find a different one. We wouldn't be able to sit in this one if the air conditioner was off 45 minutes. Are we not masking how people, uh, you know, before there was air conditioning? But we wouldn't be able because it's, it's not because it's painful. It's uncomfortable. So if you saw someone to put his finger into we're not, we're not prepared to live in a, to be in a room where there's no air conditioning. We already couldn't be masking that. That I should, that I should be fashvitz. That I should be fashvitz. That I should perspire. Right? We're not masking that. So it's very hard for us because our generation does everything possible to avoid pain. So uh, I see with my children, they start with the, with the Advil. I can tell you that I think that growing up until until I was maybe forty, I didn't take a minion of aspirin. Not even a minion. A million of times, I guess you take two aspirin or something. Maybe, maybe. So now the li- the last few years, a little bit more. But in my house growing up, my father was so stuck against anything. Maybe, maybe it wasn't right. My father always felt that you have to be, you have to go through it, and not unless it was something got to do with a fever, you know, my, my mother, whatever, an, an, an antibiotic or something. But stop if you have a headache. My kids take Advil. Like like we used to have M and M's, you know. <laughs> like the, we're going through bottles every time my wife goes to, to the uh, drugstore. She comes back with another bottle of bottle. And I say to my kids, I said, "What do you?" I, I come to the kitchen. I see the kids already there. So what's what? What is it? What's wrong? I have a headache. So I never know when am I going to make the so the kitchen suffer. So Terence says that we'd be a lot better off a little bit, a little bit. But there's not nowadays. There's not even a. Uh, what does it mean a headache? It means probably she had a tiny little chush for a second that there was a little bit of a chush of the head hurting. Nope. But right away. It's, and if there wouldn't be Advil there, it would be Achenvei. It would be Achenvei. I have to go find in, in, in the nearest drugstore to get to Because the, uh, there can't be any, any, any. It's like so fragile and so, and so frail and weak. Any slightest pain. I don't wish on, wish on anybody they should have any pain, Hashem. But but the tzurim that the tzaddikim use is so far from us. So a person have to imagine what is it like? What is it like for me not to have potato chips one day? What would that suffering be like? But you have people that are perfectly healthy people that they, that, that that when it comes to a tan, it comes to a fast, they're dreading it for like three tishim of gaval. I'm not talking about because of you can take five more about the mikdash. Just give me some, give me my sandwich, right? So if you get a tannis, is like a thing. A tannis. A healthy person. I'm talking about a sick person. A healthy person. A tannis. A tannis. What's a tannis? Person a tannis. But the tzaddikim in the spell that, that a person could even could even bring himself to eat on tishba. How do you have an appetite on tishba? 
How do you have time to think about food on Yom Kippur? Because it is so far from any tziurim of pain. So hard for us to think in such a way. That's why even when it comes to things like about the Holocaust, and we hear about Jews that went through the Holocaust, so we 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 were shocked by those things. But we're not masik anything what it means what they went through to be masik to be masik. Look at like we were once at the Shabbos table, and and one of my kids asked asked my asked my my parents like where do they have in the concentration camp where do they have bathrooms like you know men women where do they have concentration camp bathrooms so I remember like my parents you know my mother's you know, like my father said bathrooms the bathroom is your husband you know what that means your pants were your bathroom that was the bathroom and the bathroom you know what it means to have dysentery you know what it means to be sick that you don't stop until you, until you feel that your kishkas are coming out inside of you are we masik such a thing so we say that we feel bad that they went through that we're not masik that it's so right from us it's so far from us any discomfort is so far from us so it's so hard for us to get into the whole sugya of, of Yisur because we're, we're so thank God we're so sheltered and we're so coated with sugar and nobody should go off with no from any tzaras but, but it affects our uh, it affects our kachatziyah or what it means yisurim in this world it affects the kachatziyah because even when we talk about some they went through tzaras it's not nageya to you they went through tzaras you feel bad but it's not something that you're afraid of you might you could, could really be'emis be'emis feel he says, who established the Kutzak Gashim is with Sir, but he still Salanta would put his finger in the fire to feel a little bit Lahavim Haskal Shaisha Gahan Serafis. There's such a thing. Now, this way, Haderach Ahi Vade Amas. For sure it's true. Haderach Klaval, Haderach Klaval, Besenim Rosh, Dozer, Cholish, Mechdei, Lishtamish, and others. But nowadays the Tzadikim saw that we're too weak because it's not recommended for anybody to start with these kind of things. And for most people, it's something which is not shaykh. That's what we're going to be beginning with, Mitzvah when we return to this. The ikki for most people nowadays is to be able to use the kerechat the kerechat seer of imagination with the fire, these things. It doesn't work for most of us. Claimer Yesh says, "Bnei Mekach, Betzam Davish Kashbaruch Ubar Musag Zehanikor Yiras Einish, Ve'Ein Davish Rebriyish and Asa Bechti, Ve'Kol Davish Yesh Na Tachlis Matar." What we're going to pick up on, Mr. Shem, in a couple of weeks, is that is that the Ikkah nowadays is is Tfilah Tfilah to Mispalo that the Bnei Shalom should should help each and every one of us through his Bneiness that to 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 believe and to know that there are consequences for the things that we do wrong. Consequences in this world, consequences in the other world, even though we don't see it with our eyes. The Ikra of right now is not putting our hands in fire. It's not even using the Karachat to imagine suffering. It's the Karachat which which we're going to be continuing with Bez Hashem. We'll pick up on this. You make a simon, right? The Chal Adam. The Chal Adam. Okay. Shkarech.